WXDX FM, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's Rock, an alternative, and iHeart Radio Station. When the Jerry Sandusky scandal broke at Penn State, and the lack of institutional control was quite evident, Penn State football should have got the death penalty. The lack of humility and regret at Creepy Valley ever since has only confirmed that. And now what happened at Michigan State can confirm that as well. Between Nasser and all these sexual assaults by football and basketball players that were hushed up, Michigan State has lost institutional control of its athletic program. Michigan State athletics should get the death penalty. But that will not happen. It will not ostensibly because of the usual arguments like you can't punish the athletes who are innocent you can't punish the fans you can't punish the local economy blah 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 so on and so forth look let's state the real argument let's state the real truth money matters more than the victims that's the real truth money matters more than the victims that's why Penn State football didn't get the death penalty That's why Michigan State Athletics won't get the death penalty. Money matters more than the victims. Oh, a few people are going to get fired. Scapegoating is always useful in an instance like this. But money will remain on top of the leaderboard until the next time. And even after the next time. Sick Again, brought to you by 84 Lumber, helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh, Don't get me wrong, Paterno deserved to get fired. And if D'Antonio and Izzo knew, rather, they deserved to get fired too. And it's hard to believe they didn't. But the permeating culture is the big problem. That's why you need the death penalty. 412-333-9900. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, okay, I'm going to make a point here that's relevant, so don't switch the dial when you hear me talk about Liverpool Football Club. They lost to a crap team in the FA Cup on Saturday. But the big thing is English soccer is using replay in the FA Cup in that tournament as an experiment, and it slowed the game to a crawl and ruined it. Just ruined it. So for the first time, I'm going to say, take replay out of football and out of baseball. Or, okay, compromise, better idea. Use it in very, very limited fashion. Because the pace of the game in a shorter time window, uh, for the first time, I honestly feel that's more important. It ruined the soccer game I was watching. And making it more ironic is Liverpool got all the calls on on replay. West Brom got a goal disallowed. Liverpool got a penalty kick awarded because of replay, which Roberto Firmino promptly missed. But uh, it ruined the game. And in baseball and football, which I don't care about, it's easy for me to pontificate, make sure you get all the calls right. But in soccer, which I do care about, I don't want the game ruined. So... For baseball and football, I would go to one coach's challenge a game. That's it. And the automatic review, 
under two minutes or for scoring plays, F it. You get that reviewed on your one challenge or not at all. One coach's challenge per game, period. The same goes in baseball. And if you use it and you succeed, you don't get another one. Just one coach's challenge per game, win or lose, so save it for when it's crucial. Because that soccer game was ruined. The pace of the game was just slowed to an unwatchable crawl when you have to stand around for five minutes in a game where the ball's always in play and wait for a replay decision. It was just like when Liverpool missed the penalty, I was almost glad because it just, it, it was the right call. It should have been a penalty. The ref missed it, but the game just stopped. It would stop, then start, then stop, then start. And football, which does that all the time anyway, doesn't need more of it. Let's go to John and Wheeling. John, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Double I'm big fan, big fan. Right, thank you, John. Hey, just uh, quick to piggyback off what you said about the the goal replay thing. I was, I'm a Arsenal supporter. I was watching that FA Cup. Yeah, we're not going to talk about soccer at all. What do you want? That's fine. Okay. Um, I don't even know if this is important or not. I, I kind of think it is just because it's where he started. But what, what has to happen to get Yarger's jerseys in the roster? Honestly, I think he has to be totally retired from the game for a couple years. And then I think he has to want to do it. I think the Penguins have to approach him quietly, and he has to want to do it. Uh, I, don't think it's have, I don't think it's 100% that it's going to happen. Because I don't think Yager really cares that much about it. Yager played the game for money and for no other reason, and he played for nine different teams. Which team is really his? I would say the Penguins come closest to being his team. He was here the longest and accomplished the most, but still, bro, nine different teams. That's a lot of teams. It sure is. Dollar signs, Mark, dollar signs. Maybe they should hoist a big bag of money and let Yags try to jump it and grab it before it gets too high. Kind of like WWE money in the bank match. Let's go to John at South Fayette. John, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Quick question for you. Get, get your thoughts. Uh, jump upon what that gentleman says. What, are your, what is your opinion if the auger would maybe sign a one-day deal to retire as a Penguin, and do you think that would extend an olive branch to the Penguin fans in general? Why does he have to extend an olive branch to Penguin fans? Well, I don't think he needs to. I think there's still a lot of fans that think have a sour taste when left. I think Penguin fans owe Yager, oh, Yager more of an apology than he owes them. Yager Absolutely. got traded, and then he signed with the highest bidder whenever he became a free agent the rest of his career. I did think it sucked when he went to Philadelphia, but they didn't win with him there, so no harm done. Uh, I, I don't think Yager... Uh, bro, I can't believe you think that he should extend an olive branch. That That's well, that's no, ridiculous. I'm, yeah, I may have misrepresented. I, I think that I would love to see him retire as a Penguin, and I just think that, you know, pickle Penguins... You know, I honestly don't care. Yager has desensitized me to that by playing for nine different teams and having played this long. Like, I think of Sidney Crosby as much more of a Penguin than I do Yarmer Yager. Same with Evgeny Malkin. Uh, that may change if either of them goes elsewhere to finish his career. I think Sid's here for the duration. I think Yager, I think Malkin's going to play somewhere else before it's over. Yeah. And I don't want to start this debate today. The Penguins have to trade Malkin at some point to reload. If they don't trade Malkin at some point to reload, trade him to a team like Florida that has all kinds of young players and prospects that they could, you know, and they need a drawing card, if they don't trade Malkin at some point to reload, 
Then they're going to be like Detroit. They're going to they're going to suck and be stuck with a guy like Zetterberg who's making a jillion dollars and can't play at all anymore. Right. All right. Thanks for taking my call. Have a great day, buddy. I will not have a great day. I just refuse to do that unless I can win the thousand bucks at the top of the hour. That would make it a great day. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. I throw the challenge out there again. Give me a good reason to bring Yager back to play. It's not going to happen. But give me a good reason. I hear you talking about it on other shows. I see idiots debating it on Twitter. It's not going to happen. But give me a good reason, good reason, why the Penguins should pick up Yager. Uh, You know what's funny? You can tell the guys on the B team that don't know hockey. They're the ones who entertain the notion of getting Yager. Because there's not a good reason. I mean, if you're talking hockey, there's just not a good reason. They don't need to sell merch. They don't need to sell tickets. Every freaking ticket sold. Now, if the Penguins were like, you know, clearly out of the playoffs with no shot, then, yeah, you bring Yager in to keep interest up. People still seem pretty interested. I don't know, third straight Stanley Cup possibility? Maybe it's just me. 105.9 X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. This is one of those two-chin strap, bring the duct tape type of affairs. What the? They're going to make us play a wild card game. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. The X at 105.9. Well, it's official. Yager definitely won't be coming to Pittsburgh because he has been loaned to H.C. Clodno of the Czech League Second Division, a team that Yager owns. Looks like Yager's NHL days, well, doesn't look like they're done. You're not going to come back to the NHL from H.C. Kladno of the Czech Second Division. Although, it should be noted, Calgary still owns his contract and could recall him. Although I can't imagine any circumstance that would call for that. Uh, Yager, as he got older... He didn't become a coach killer, but he undermined his coaches. For for example, I know for sure that at two teams, he gathered his line mates and said, okay, never mind what the coach says. Here's how we're going to play. And, of course, these are you know younger guys, so they're intimidated by the second-leading score in the history of the National Hockey League. It's time for Yags to just go home. Really? He has. And playing for H.C. Cladno in the Czech Second Division, he could probably do that indefinitely. That's like playing men's league at at uh, South Point, Isoplex. He can do that as long as he wants. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. I also want to get some feedback. What do you think should be done at Michigan State? You have the gymnastics scandal with that Nasser guy, the doctor, based at Michigan State. And then you have, what was it, 17 scholarship athletes from football or basketball having been allegedly involved in sexual assault or domestic violence, and nobody got punished. The report would get taken and nothing would happen. One of the uh, victims spoke out today on ESPN outside the lines and gave a very graphic description of how she was assaulted and just said, no matter who she went to, nobody cared. I guess there was one counselor who was really sympathetic, but 
couldn't get anything done. And it goes back to what I said moments ago. Money means more than the victims. Not to me, not to you, but to Michigan State. Money means more than the victims. At Penn State, money meant more than the victims. NCAA, money means more than the victims. You know, in retrospect, now that we've had this unfortunate reminder at Michigan State, it's unbelievable Penn State football didn't get shut down for a year. Unfathomable that Penn State football didn't get shut down for a year. Let's go to Chelsea and Phoenix. Chelsea. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, so I wanted to call in about Yager. I know you're talking about in Calgary he only had the one goal in 22 games, but don't you think he was underutilized there? And I'm asking no. because last year he had 46 points. The year before he had 66 points in Okay, Florida. you understand he's 45, but at some point an old guy like that's going to hit the end of the road. <laughs> I do, I do. But it just seems like it would be so fast for him to deteriorate in one year. Like oh, no, I disagree. I, I think when you're that old... The end is going to come in the blink of an eye. Uh, it's a oh. tremendous accomplishment that he was as productive as he was at 44 and 43, like you say, Chelsea. But uh, it, it wasn't going to last forever. And and I think the older you get, the more likely the end comes all of a sudden, like it did for Yager. I mean, when you have one goal in 22 games, what did you want the coach to do, playing with Johnny Gaudreau? <laughs> no, I get it. Do you, so I know you said you think it's the end. Do you think that there's any chance of some team just picking him up maybe to fill seats? Oh, no, that's all, that's already happened. He cleared waivers. He has been assigned to <laughs> H.C. Clad now of the Czech Second Division, their AAA league. So think about it. No NHL. Yeah. That's the number one league in the world, right? It is. Okay, KHL in Russia, probably the number two league in the world, right? Right. Uh, he's Czech Elite League. At the third yeah. level, not the third best league, but the third level of leagues in the world, right? Yeah. Yager couldn't get a job above the fourth level. He's at the Czech minor league. Isn't that all we need to know, Chelsea? I guess it is, Mark. It's just sad to see the legend go. Uh, you know what? I think it's inspiring that he did as well as he did as long as he did. And to be honest, I think he should have got home a while ago. And if he would have stuck around much longer, I think, don't you agree with what I said earlier, that playing for nine teams and fading away like this at 45 actually diminished his, his legend, his legacy? Yeah, a bit. but Not to any terrible really degree. I'll give you an example, though. When Gordie Howe was 51, he had 15 goals in the NHL. Yeah. Thank you for the call, Chelsea. Don't sound so sad. Let's go to Brian in Indiana. Brian, you're on the Mark Madden Show. You there? Yes, I am. All right, sorry about that. My phone's cutting out. Hey, I just want to touch base on this whole Yager deal, man. What's the point of why is everybody all pissed off and wanting to bring him back? I mean, he's only 800 years old. Well, I don't know that everybody wants to bring him back, and he's slightly younger than 800, and now it can't be done because he's been assigned to Cladnow of the Czech uh, Second Division. Well, then leave him there. I he's think, time's up. I think they're going to, and I think it is. Let's go to Paul in Greenfield. Paul, you're on the Mark Madden Show. All right, my name's Yarmir. Yeah, goodbye, Paul. You know what? Um, I know the Greenfield Veterinary Hospital in in Greenfield, where you're from. Go down there and have them put you to sleep. What do you think? No, don't do that. 
because we can never suggest that anybody befall anything unpleasant. Idiots. Hey, they put my cat to sleep. 412-333-9939. I'd miss, I'm missing my cat more than I would miss you. Mike in Washington. Mike, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Something quick, Mark, related to the uh, the whole Yarmor Yager thing. I'm not saying that we need to get him back or anything, but wasn't Alexei Kovalev similar in age to Yager when he came back? Oh, no, no. He, he, wa- he wasn't. I think he was 37. He wasn't yet 40. Okay. No, no, big so difference. Then, gonna... then again, uh, it, it's fair to say that, uh, that 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 Yags had more left in the tank for a longer period than Kobe. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'm looking this up right now. Kobe, Kobe right now is younger than Yager. He's 44. So when he came back to Pittsburgh for his second stint in 2011, uh, that's what, seven years ago? See, he was 37. See, boy, my memory. Sharp as attack, young man. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine, and Yager turns uh, forty six in just a couple of weeks. Up next, go to talk hockey and talk Yarmer Yager with the Hall of Famer. He is the voice of Pittsburgh hockey. It's Mike Lang. I'm Mark Madden. One zero five nine. This is Chris Letang of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden and the best hockey talk on one zero five nine DX. Tanger with a goal in the All-Star game. Way to go, Tanger. Joining me now to talk hockey, ain't nobody better. He has been the voice of the sport in Pittsburgh for decades. He is the Hall of Famer, Mike Lang. Uh, Mike, the Pens are back in action tomorrow, and they've had a pretty good month so far, haven't they? Uh, eight and three so far in January. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, it seems January seems to be their favorite month, uh, you know, getting uh, things in order. And Mike Sullivan's had a great record here, particularly at home. Uh, in coaching this club, but I, I think we're seeing the, uh, you know, we've talked about it here the last uh, month, uh, the stepping stones of this team getting back to where uh, they want to be, and uh, I think the results have, uh, have, uh, have shown something. Uh, they still have a ways to go, I think. You know, it's a, it's a very competitive division, very competitive league, and it doesn't make it easy to uh, to march on, but they're putting themselves in a better position to at least qualify for the playoffs. Casey DeSmith has done a great job in that so far. He's a bit short, Mike. He was undrafted, but boy, he can stop the puck, can't he? I don't care how short he is. <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. I mean, uh, Rogi Vashon and a lot of players played in this league and uh, and were very good, and they weren't the tallest of uh, goaltenders. It seems to be, you know, the stereotype now of a netminder is 6'2", 6'3", and above. But... Uh, you know, I, I again to be able to stop the puck. I'm, I'm impressed with his quickness. I'm impressed with his uh, thoughts and how he handles a game. Uh, I thought he was the best goaltender in training camp this year uh, for the Penguins. And uh, watching him, so I knew that they had something there that might be special. And let's give Jimmy Rutherford and the entire scouting staff and everything involved uh, for the Penguins going even back further uh, than even maybe Jimmy's uh, uh, tenure here. Uh, they they addressed that the goaltending situation and most of it's been under Jim, and they went out and found some really strong goaltenders and it's uh, an asset that you can't have enough of and uh, you know we've already seen it here I mean in the course of uh, people leaving and and, and moving on and um, uh, what you've got to plug in and uh, it, it's an amazing thing but it is the most valuable position really in hockey uh, you can't dispute it I mean it's it's a thing that can carry you. And uh, and get you a chance to win another cup. 
it's a, it's quite a decision Mike Sullivan's facing right now, Mike, because dismiss the hot goalie. Matt Murray's back, ready to go. He's the number one goalie. Uh, what do you do in the short term here? Who do you think is going to be in goal tomorrow night? No, I really think uh, you know that's uh, that's um, you know they're having that discussion right now as we are. Uh, but I think the thing for Matt Murray at the point now is where you've got to get him back in playing. You've got at least to get him a game uh, to get his timing back and get him back in uh, the mental process of getting back into to playing an NHL schedule. So I think that that would be, you know, if I was looking at it, at least uh, you've got three games coming up this week. I mean, DeSmith may be the goaltender tomorrow against San Jose, but uh, certainly Matt Murray's going to jump in there between the pipes, I think, before the week is out, uh, if not tomorrow. So it's that time. It's time to get your uh, ducks in order and try and set some type of a path that you want to go on. And, uh, you know, DeSmith and Jari are certainly capable backup goaltenders, and both have done an admirable job, a really good job here for the Penguins, of giving them an opportunity to stay close here and not fade uh, during the course of what's happened here in the last two or three weeks. The three big guns up front are running amok in January, Mike, uh, namely Sid, Gito, and Kessel. I don't think any of us should be surprised by that, should we? No, and, uh, you know, the, the, the raw talent that they have is uh, is uh, really a tough tough thing to be. I mean, if you look at the Penguins, really, the strength, the strength of them, again, is down uh, down the middle, and uh, they've had good goaltending here in their cup wins. Uh, they've, they've had the strong centers, and I don't know if there's a better one-two punch of two centers coming at you, you know, back-to-back. Than uh, Sid and uh, and Malkin. I mean, and they've been solid almost the entire year. And uh, you know, Sid's moving out at a pace here that's going to give him an opportunity to maybe challenge a little bit uh, here in the scoring race. He's now what uh, nine points behind. I wouldn't count him out uh, as far as uh, moving up, but he's got his old uh, uh, Cole Harbor buddy there chasing <laughs> chasing the top spot too. That'd be a great battle if you had Nathan McKinnon and Crosby battling it out. Uh, for the top spot, so they're on all cylinders, and uh, now the best thing you can hope for now is that they can keep that pace up and, uh, and be able to play, and nobody gets hurt. I mean, it's uh, it's it's what it is, and you hope that you're healthy enough to be able to complete the season and go on and uh, compete for the Stanley Cup. What's your take on Jamie Alexiak so far, Mike? Uh, he's not Doug Harvey, but it seems to me like he's added something. What's your call? It's uh, I, I have I really. You know, he's one of those guys that I just really have to take a little bit more of a look at. I, I, I haven't made a decision on him. What I think, uh, as far as being able to play on a regular basis, uh, and I'm going to be fair. I just, I just don't know. Uh, I see things where he's uh, improving. I see a, a little bit of work there from Sergey Gonchar in working with him. Uh, I see a guy who's pretty determined to, to try and make this hockey club and stay here, and uh, and not be uh, out of the lineup. But uh, as far as his overall ability to play on a regular basis, Mark, I, I just don't have that feel right now uh, on him. And uh, when I do, I'll let you know. We're talking to Mike Lang, the Hall of Famer. He's brought to you by Coors Light. Uh, Mike, it looks like the NHL career of our old friend Yarmer Yager is over at 45, going back to the Czech Republic to play. It's been some odyssey, hasn't it? Yeah, he's had a tremendous run. There's no question. I wouldn't count him out yet. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, you know, things get uh, desperate at times here going down the stretch run. So somebody might uh, be in play here to uh, bring him back. Uh, I don't know what his situation is going to be, whether he's going to play in Europe or the Czech Republic or what he uh, has. Well, just, just a little bit ago, my Calgary loaned him. So he's still under contract to Calgary, loaned him to Cladnow, uh, his hometown team in the Czech okay. League. Okay, okay. 
Well, it pretty much tells you that he's going to play there. But you know, the the terms of the contract is: or is he still, you know, within reason to be able to get out of there and come back and play for a team? Now that'll be have to be before the trade deadline. I mean, because you have to set your rosters. I think uh, uh, during the course of that time, I guess what you're going to do. So I, I don't know all the particulars to it, but I wouldn't count him out. You know, there's always another year or two. So let's see what happens. Uh, he's a determined. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hockey player i guess that's the word i want to use he he still wants to play and uh if, if uh somebody decides that he might be you know be an opportunity to to help a team out and i think with the young kids and teams that have young players he's a nice fit and he works well with young people and uh he's willing to give up himself too to make that happen so uh you ask all the players that he's played for on other teams around the nhl and uh they swear to it by a man that uh you know he's He's a big influence on what they've done in their in their short careers. Now, Yager's stats are right up there with anybody's, Mike. Uh, number two all-time in points. Do the numbers accurately reflect uh, Yarmer's greatness? Is he right up there with guys like Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky? I think he's in the top five, five, five to ten at the least, uh, of the greatest players that ever played the game. One, from endurance and the ability to play as long as he did. Secondly, uh, the numbers don't lie, Mark. Those are... Those are spectacular numbers. I mean, he's uh, you know he's won two cups. He's won a gold medal. Uh, he's played how many games? I mean, just really, it's almost insane how many games he's played. And he still has the fitness to to keep on playing. I guess now what the biggest question is: Does he have the speed that he that he once? Uh, and he never was the greatest or fastest player in the world, but he certainly that's probably in today's game. That's the, probably the thing that's holding him back right now as far as uh, comparing apples to oranges. And so, I mean, from a standpoint of being uh, mentally sharp, I think he's sharp in that regard. Uh, he still wants to make the plays that he did. And uh, like I said, I mean, he's, he's got a great attitude and he keeps people loose and uh, they have a lot of fun. I'm going back even the, the 90s when we basically had the Czech Republic playing for us. I mean, we had uh, Straka, Lang, uh, Yuri Slager, uh, Melikar, Rosival. And the bus ride was, uh, he had some Russians there. <laughs> it was a fun time to be around because uh, most of the conversation was in the Czech language. And uh, I've never seen guys laugh so hard in my life the entire time they would be on a bus. So uh, it just it jarred a memory there on me, Mark, so, or, uh, just thinking about it. But that's what he can bring. I mean, he can bring a lot of things uh, to a team. and. Uh, he'll go back to Glad. No, he'll be. You know, he's a, he's probably the greatest star ever to play the game out of there, and uh, he'll be a hero. And uh, who knows? He may be the president of the Czechos, uh, Czech Republic someday. He might very well be. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned that he was never, strictly speaking, the fastest skater uh, in a straight line. But I got to tell you, Mike, I've never seen a guy stronger on the puck. I've never seen a guy yeah. that when he you know got that big butt of his pushed out and got on top of the puck. Boy, it was almost impossible to take, wasn't it? He got that Mark Madden swagger moving back and forth. For <laughs> <laughs> and he used it, and uh, he learned a lot of that. Uh, he was able to do it when he first came here a little bit, but Kevin Stevens got a, you know, he was a great student of the game. I mean, that's the thing that just stood out to me. When he came, Mark, really, he had only one shot. That's the one thing that I, that I couldn't believe. He only had a backhand shot. That's all he would use. And I and I talked to him at length, and I said, "You're going to have to be different." So he just studied. He just watched Mario. He watched all the other players around, and all of a sudden, everything started to develop. He worked with Rick Kehoe. Uh, he worked, uh, you know, with Joey Mullen. He worked with a lot of people to just kind of refine his game, and then he would work on it, work on it, work on it. 
And I don't know if there's been a better corner man, a guy going into the corner retrieving the puck than maybe Yager, just from the standpoint of what you talked about, the physicality, the 240 pounds that he had at 6'2". He could go in there and uh, and retrieve the puck and make a play and uh, keep possession of it, shield the puck, and score in the same motion. So he was an unbelievable player and so strong and so hard to knock down and get off the puck. I mean, that's the thing. He, rarely would you ever see him get knocked down uh, he just had that great, great, solid balance to be able to stay on. So uh, if it is over, it's been an incredible run and, and a great uh, career for him. But I think he's going to go back to Gladno and he'll, he'll be the big kingpin there. Now, do you think when, when Yags is totally done playing someday, we don't retire many numbers here in Pittsburgh, but do you think they'll bring him back for some kind of ceremony, some kind of uh, uh, night to honor him? It would be a shame if they didn't. That's all I would say. I mean, you've got to bring him back, seriously. Yeah, how many great players have we had here? I mean, it's it's unreal, but uh, he certainly would be in that category. And, you know, we, we've been so blessed. I mean, uh, you know, for years, Mark, he was actually the best player after Mario was done and in the league. I mean, yes, I would hope that they would. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Mike, uh, I watched a bit of the All-Star game. I actually like the format, the three-on-three with the million bucks to the winning team. Tell you one thing I'd love to see is the All-Star game back in Pittsburgh while we still have Sid. I was watching the game yesterday, and I thought about the All-Star game here in 1990, which was quite a showcase for Mario Lemieux in front of the hometown fans. I'd like to see Sid get that chance. How about you? Yeah, that would be a nice uh, thing, and the building is there. We've done so many things with this beautiful building. Let's give the folks there, David Morehouse and, uh, and uh, the entire crew that has been putting in great events in there, I mean, revolving around hockey. And uh, why not? I mean, that's certainly a uh, 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 a feather in the cap, if you will. Uh, you know, they just have the draft, so maybe that's kind of holding them back here uh, as far as being awarded the All-Star thing. But it's a brand-new building, and it's, uh, it's served uh, people well, and I think the fans of Pittsburgh would be delighted to have it uh, back here. Uh, it's a lot of work for those that are around it, <laughs> uh, hosting it and working it, but... Uh, they've done a, a good job in everything that they presented, uh, these college tournaments and, uh, and, and just everything. And, uh, and, and you're here to them because they've made it work here for the city. And that building is a building that's uh, paying for itself and, and working because they put a lot of effort and time into making it work. And finally, Mike, uh, looking at the standings, boy, that Metro division is super tight. Five points between second place and last place. And really with the three-point game, it's going to be tough for things to open up, isn't it? It is going to be tough, and uh, you know I told Borky uh, three games ago. I said, you know, don't look now in the in the in this metropolitan division. But at the time, uh, I think it was eleven points uh, separating uh, the teams from the top to the bottom. I said anybody can win this. Anybody. All you have to do is get hot. I mean, if you can get hot and put a streak together of ten or eleven games, you're going to be right there, and you're just going to blow by people. So this is where uh, where it is, and. I don't know how it's going to end up, Mark. I really don't. I mean, I'm looking at the at the teams involved, and especially in the Metro, and they're all tough teams. So I think the point total is going to be a little less to make the playoffs this year. But even with that, here are the Penguins sitting with 57 points. And if you need 93, you still need a whole lot of points. You've got to play some pretty good hockey still the rest of the way to even get into the playoffs. I mean, to be that last team. So it's going to be a lot of work. Mikey, as always, brilliant stuff. We will see you at the rink tomorrow evening. Okay, you show me your yaddle, uh, your waddle, the uh, yogger waddle, okay? <laughs>
Oh, Mike, I'm more limping than waddling, but uh, I'll do my best. Thanks again. <laughs> All right. Keep smiling, baby. <laughs> That's the great Mike Lang. Always a pleasure to have Mikey on. And he's brought to you by Coors Light. Stop by Bud Murphy's in Connellsville and enjoy 22-ounce Coors Light drafts during Penguin games for the low price of just two and a quarter. I'm going to talk to Bob McLaughlin next. I actually got a tweet that suggests a decent linebacking option for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll get to that in a moment, 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, how you doing, brother? Hey, double M, thanks for taking the call. Getting the fast lane, Grandma. I'm ready to go to Tim Hortons for some fat-free donuts. The X at 105.9. Joining me now, it's Bob McLaughlin. Bob brought you by 84 Lumber. Bob, a, a, a tweet brought forth the notion that to help fix the inside linebacker problem for the Steelers... They should bring back Lawrence Timmons if the Miami Dolphins cut him. Uh, Timmons, of course, had some personal problems that led him to leaving the Dolphins for a couple games last year. Uh, didn't have a great season for them, but his stats weren't far off what he had been posting in Pittsburgh on a yearly basis. He's 31 years old. Uh, the Steelers didn't cut him. Uh, he didn't leave because the Steelers thought he wasn't good enough anymore. He left because he got more money from Miami. It strikes me that at 31... Given his experience with the system here in Pittsburgh, if he came available, that would be a good pickoff, depending, of course, on price. Yeah, we know one thing, Mark. Uh, he wants to be here. You know, he left the Dolphins and came here. Um, and, you know, word around that time was that he really wanted to come back to the Steelers. He had some family stuff, but he uh, made it well known that he wanted to be here with the Steelers. So not out of the question. I mean, better than what they have right now. Uh, and if there's no other easy fix, and if that money is going to go somewhere else, you can get him relatively cheap, I would think. Uh, what about Lewis Reddick on ESPN saying that none of the Steeler defensive backs are any good? And i got to tell you, I thought about his statement, and he's probably right. Yeah, he's... I mean, Joe Hayden's a good veteran presence. I think considering how long he's been in the league, he still plays good enough. But it's fair to say Artie Burns isn't what we had hoped yet. Sean Davis isn't what we had hoped yet. Mike Mitchell blows goats. I think that's fair to say. Not literally. And uh, Mike Hilton, actually, Mike Hilton is the nickels done very well. But considering all the money and attention they've put into uh, assembling a better defensive backfield, it's come up far short. And Matt Williamson agreed with Riddick and said that he doesn't blame uh, Kevin Colbert of the drafting. He blames the coaches. Yeah, the way they're being used right now. Uh, excellent analysis by Matt Williamson with you in the 3 o'clock hour saying that, look, Burns and Davis were you know, drafted to play one type of way. That's what their physical specialties were, to just lock up on a man and use their athleticism, not so much to be a scheme guy or a design guy because they didn't play that way, because they're not good, that's not their strong suit, and they get confused. He even used the term lost a couple of times when he was talking about Artie Burns, and I think that many Steeler fans would use specifically that word also. Um, so, you know, I think Joe Hayden's going to be a part of uh, any success that they have next year. He was a good addition, but yeah, they, they have to use Burns Davis better than they have been. Figure out what they're comfortable with, not make them think too much, and uh, I have no problem with the way Mike Hilton was used. I thought he was a pleasant surprise last year. Uh, what's your take on Yarmer Yager going to the Czech minor leagues? I know what he accomplished uh, with nine different teams in the NHL, especially here in Pittsburgh, but when nobody wants you and you drift all the way to the Czech minor leagues, to a team you own, that Yager owns in Cladnow, 
To me, that says two words. Those words are, it's over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know what? I understand Mike Lang saying that never count them out. And I am going to leave that 10% window open a little bit because you, you just never know. Say he goes well, on I'm, a hunt. At best, I'm giving him a standing eight. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Hey, if anything, Mark, I got a Yager signed jersey from a charity event a long time ago. And I just tweeted, there's one for sale on eBay right now for $7,200, an autographed jogger jersey. Really? So if that's what they're going for. I have one, too. <laughs> I think everybody in Pittsburgh has something I have, I have, but somebody gave me a Czech national team jersey autographed by him. Oh, those look sweet, too. Those are, those are nice uniforms. Never I just mind to, that. How much is it worth? Seventy two fifty. That's what they're asking for. I don't know if that's what they're going to get. I've outgrown it a bit. I <laughs> can't quite squeeze into it. Do you think eventually he'll come back to be honored or get his number retired? I don't think they're going to retire his number. I just don't. I think they probably should. I think they're going to be real picky about that from here on out. I think the only guy that will definitely have his number retired is Crosby from here on out. I like what Mike Lang said. Uh, they should. They absolutely should. Well, they should. should have him back to honor him, even exactly. if it doesn't mean, you know, putting his number up there. Right. Mark, if they can have a 70s night, an 80s night, a disco night, whatever night they're having, they can have a Yar, a Yarmir Yager night and extend the handshake, make the phone call. I think if they make the But phone- don't you agree that he has to want to do it? Oh, absolutely. I think that. And they it- shouldn't have to talk him into it. Absolutely. Just fly him here, put him up first class, you know, the whole shebang. Good weekend back in the bird. First class? The guy's a minor league player. Let yeah, him take a bus he, here. But if you're if you're bringing him back here from no, Cloud, I know, though, I know. He, he's definitely. I, I was a bit surprised here. Mike say considers him one of the best five players ever. Um, not, you've mean, done your top five list before, and my I don't, top five are Lemieux or Gretzky, Crosby and Howe, right, or Bobby Howe. And I remember not having any. Like I agreed with that pretty quickly. I would say Yager absolutely top ten, probably top. Seven. I would say with Yager, top ten forwards for sure, and that's yeah, and that's no goalies in top your ten, top no, ten. No, no, right? no goalies, but okay. top ten forwards for sure. Maybe top ten players like my my top ten would include like Doug Harvey, the old Canadians defenseman, uh, Rocket Richard. So there, you're talking about eight guys I've named already that I feel really strongly about. But Yags would be in strong consideration for the next two. Yeah, no absolutely. doubt about that. For example, I consider Yags better than Messier. I think Yags, as an individual player, didn't win as much as Messier, but I think was a bigger force in more games. Just think if Yager, and I know you talked about this earlier, just think if he would have just one day said, ah, you know what, I'm 44, I'm done, and just rode off into the sunset. I I think you're right. I think that his name, his place in history would be much more solidified. I, 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 I don't know if just this one year and now the waivers hurt it that much. I think having played for nine different teams... Frankly, Bob, I think it's ridiculous. I think if anybody was going to do that, it's him because he's a true mercenary. But I think having played for nine teams, ten if you caught the KHL, in your career being the number two scorer is ridiculous. You're a journeyman with superstar stats. But don't you think part of it, you know, other than the dollar signs, Mark, just knowing him the way you know him, don't you just think he has nothing else? I mean, it was all hockey all the time. I think oh, I've no, even no, seen no. him he's say ma- that. He's not married, doesn't have kids. Uh, he has nothing else. And I don't say that insultingly because right. if we shut this mic off all of a sudden, I have nothing else. <laughs> but but no, I, I, do, I do think that's a part of it. But still, I wish he could have stayed with some of those teams a bit longer and maybe played for four teams instead of nine. Mark, you're going to see Robert Plant in a couple of weeks. You've got something else. 
He only has one team, Robert Plant. He just doesn't realize Does that. Does he only have one team, though? Yeah, he just doesn't know it. Honey Drippers? Solo no, stuff? One record. Solo yeah, it was stuff, a good record. Nobody's comparing that solo stuff to Zeppelin. <laughs> Although it is a fine catalog. I don't mean to denigrate uh, Robert. Hey, he's going to play mostly, not mostly, but half solo stuff, and I'm looking forward to hearing that. Uh, real quick, Bob, I talked earlier, and I'd like to get some feedback on this. I think in retrospect, and I said then too, that Penn State football should have got the death penalty. I think Michigan State Athletics now should get the death penalty. But money means more than the victims. What's your take on all this? You know what my take on it is? A lot of times, Mark, you say, let's not talk about this because it's not going to happen. I don't think Michigan State's going to get the death penalty. I just don't think with the money involved, even if they get rid of Izzo, D'Antonio. Oh, no, no, I agree. Yeah, even if Emmert from the NCAA gets caught up in this, which... Now, now do, you, do you think that... Uh... D'Antonio is going to get fired or Izzo? I don't know. Well, do you think? Do you mean fired like out front, publicly fired, or do you think somewhere there's going to be a deal made behind the scenes where they step down? I think that will happen before they get fired. To who? One or both? Um, let's see. There were more infractions with football, right? Yeah, but the outside the lines had the real graphic story yeah. from the woman involving two basketball players, um, and I think people are really going to remember her description. You know what? I think you're right. I think they both will got caught up in it. And I think that Mark Emmert with the NCAA, with what's coming out today is that he had a detailed report about this in 2010 and just never acted on it, even though that was followed up a couple of times. I think he absolutely has to get caught up in this also. Uh, there's some information from the Penguins practice about the goaltending situation. We'll get to that in just a moment. Thanks to Bob McLaughlin. Brought you by 84 Lumber. And in just 30 seconds... He said, I have too many notes. I've made that pretty clear, but I have way too many notes. We'll talk more about Yarmer Yager. Actually, I'd kind of ruin the list. So me doing the list will end up making the list because I've screwed the list. But I can make up for that right now by offering you a chance to win $1,000. Keyword, text, winner, winner, chicken dinner, 105.9.